0: Welcome to Drinking With Authors. I am your host Erica Lance. My co-host today is the fire-haired Beau Lake and our guest today is Tyler Brooke. Welcome Tyler. Hey thanks for having me. Absolutely let's talk about what we're drinking and then we can dive into it. So I um, was going to make a screwdriver and then I discovered that I didn't have enough orange juice so I poured pineapple into it so I don't know what it is when you make an orange, and pineapple, and vodka, but that's what this is in this cup, so that's very exciting. I'm very proud of that. Okay, Bo, what are you drinking?
1: I am drinking a very fancy chai tea from my favorite local coffee shop. Oh, I do love a chai tea. Okay, Tyler, what are you drinking?
2: I got out of work recently, and I didn't really have the energy to make myself a drink, so I went with an angry orange shirt. Ooh, Which funny um, enough, I do find it funny
0: that we're recording this on National Book Day. Oh my goodness. I didn't even realize that's how crazy busy I've been. Yes. Okay. So, Tyler, for the audience that may not know you, what do you write?
2: Um, I haven't written anything in a while in terms of books. But what we're discussing today is my children's book, Peter on the Cold Christmas. I have been thinking about Going back into that genre, it's something I've put off for several years, and I think now would be a good time to go back to it.
0: Very cool, very cool. So, when did you start writing? I've always enjoyed writing.
2: Um, there's a lot. I there are several things I actually do uh, to express myself creatively. I'm actually looking into voice acting, and I'm currently writing a audio series about the x-men oh very cool very but cool. in terms of books i would like to focus on children's books that help children with asd and other neurodiverse problems because i feel like i can relate to that
0: mm-hmm. very cool that's always great especially because it it allows them to find books that that speak to them so when did your writing thing begin? You said always, but when when did you put your first book out?
2: Well, like I said, I've always enjoyed doing it, but I this book officially came out about six or seven years ago. Okay. How did you publish it? I've tried using several um, well-known publishers, and eventually I had to go self-publishing. And I went with ink water, oh, so, okay. Yeah, um, I, I'd like to tell you it was a long and vigorous journey, but the short answer is I eventually had to go the self publishing route because no major company was really that interested in it.
0: no, and it takes a lot, a lot of times for people to be um to get published, you know, and get in front of publishers and stuff like that. So what is the story about?
2: The story is about a poor Russian boy who intentionally misbehaves all year round just so he can get coal to keep his family warm during the winter months.
0: Oh, wow. That is a great premise. Thank you. Yeah. So um, what gave you the idea for this book?
2: Originally, it was kind of a what if concept, like what if somebody intended to be bad? just so they can get call, but as i was writing this i kind of saw myself in peter because the actions he was doing may not always be interpreted by the same way the people who are viewing him due to the lack of communication skills most children with asd possess
0: no that totally makes sense Bo.
1: So why Christmas? What what drew you to that holiday in particular for your story?
2: Well, like I said, the idea started itself as a what if concept. What if somebody uh, intentionally misbehaved just to get coal for Santa? I mean, I don't think any kid would actively wish for coal. Like, how would that work? Like, can you wish for coal? If, but what if, if you're good and your wish list has coal on it so if you're naughty what would you get instead so that would toys. probably break the system <laughs>
0: okay. how dare you you're not getting coal you're getting toys buddy Can exactly that's that's the evil santa is f- forcing toys on people that's a
2: bizarre logic there
0: that's yeah. what krampus is doing It's that's like, take the- this toy Take the old Krampus legend away, and that's it. You're getting this baseball bat and a ball, and you're gonna go play. <laughs> Can you imagine a world world looks like that? That would be weird. Okay, so then, where do you want to take this? You said you wanted to write more books. Are you working on anything right now?
2: I am. I don't want to give too much away. My next book is about a hyena and knowing the right time to do things. Because as somebody that grew up with ASD. Social skills weren't
0: exactly my forte. Very cool. So, um, when you say children's books, are they picture books? Are they middle grade? What size are these books? I would say
2: like pre-K to K, around there. Um, maybe some second graders could definitely be into it. I read them to my. I read the book to my niece, at least when I can get her to sit down. She's <laughs> currently four years old. Um, time of this recording
0: yeah no that's that definitely a bit of effort to to get the toddlers to sit away um sit down um okay so what about um when are you looking to publish that book do you have a title yet um I
2: do it's called Regina the Laughing Hyena she's got to add some twerks to it and a good illustrator and then that ship's ready to sail how did you find an illustrator for the first book? My folks knew a guy, mm-hmm. and I'm on the, and I'm trying to decide if I want to keep with the same illustrator or if I want to do the same guy that did my logo for my podcast, Geek Talk with Tyler. A uh, quick shout out to my buddy Rickman of Rickman Art. Um, and Cole. he's also done some several books of his own, including the well, the someone known comic, Sock. Oh, very cool. So what
0: made you start a podcast?
2: It's a long story, but in short, the Wegmans company and I really didn't see eye to eye. I was terminated. And while I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I thought being a podcaster would be a good way to go because everybody's doing it. I do enjoy talking about things like Marvel and DC and anime. Why not capitalize Mm -hmm. off it? And I still do it, but it's really more... For a, well, for a hobby than it is for uh, any financial gain mm-hmm. at this point. Would you like to ever write a comic book? The thought has crossed my mind, but I'd rather be the writer than the illustrator because mm-hmm. uh, all the illustration would really cramp your hand after a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's, who's, your, who's your favorite Marvel superhero? Marvel hero?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a trick question. Um it's a trick question Bo why are you asking <laughs> <questions>? <laughs> I, I,
1: I love to ask the hard questions alright
2: so if we're going Avengers I'm going to say Thor why well for starters he's basically a Norse god mm-hmm. he's not only the muscle but he also brings the special talent that being his uh, the electrokinetic abilities and he's worthy enough to lift a hammer it's kind of like a Norse Excalibur.
1: Yeah.
2: What about DC? I've always grown up with DC. So there are a lot of characters, but I've always like Batman because he never really relied on gadgets. But the question is, Batman. which Batman are you referring to? Are you going to <laughs> DCAU Batman? Or are we going to goofy Adam West Batman? Remember. Are we going to the oh Bad Batman.
1: Batman? That's my favorite Batman. Christian, Christian Bale Bell Batman. Yeah. it's my favorite Batman. Yeah, see, that's where
0: Adam West is better. He never had to say it. Everybody knew who he was. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, the thing about Batman is they tend to start these um, stories over and over again in the beginning where they're coming yeah. into being. You know, that's one thing I have to say about at least the Ben Affleck Batman is everybody knew about Batman. I mean, he was the vigilante. He was in the comics and stuff like that a lot, but he came into being to be the, you know, he, when you started, the cops already know who Batman, people knew who Batman was, right? They went Adam
2: see, West too. DC just needs to lay off Batman for
1: like a decade or so. Yeah. I think they're yeah. going to, I think they're going to, I don't, it think looks so. like, the, it looks like they're dumping a, well, I, I know they're doing another Superman, but I haven't heard anything about Batman yet.
0: Well, they're making I another I hope Justice they don't. League.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, there's so me many to. characters so they bad. could work off of. Yeah. I mean, they did Blue Beetle, and I don't know if anyone even knows Blue Beetle's coming out.
2: I saw yeah. that, and the premise looks interesting, but if mm-hmm. movies were cheaper, I bet a lot of people would go more.
0: Well, (laughs) I think COVID changed that a lot. And I'm one of those people, like I got asked today, and this is going to air in December. So sorry, we're talking about stuff that as we record, but, um, you know, somebody asked me if I was going to see the Barbie movie in theaters. And I was like, I will wait for it to be in the comfort of my home, not because it's a bad movie or anything, but now I'm so used to being able to pause things, get up and go get a snack, go to the bathroom. You can't do the same thing in movies anymore. So, you know, in movie theaters, you I would love them to. Can you guys all just, is everybody okay? Well, <laughs> let's take a bathroom break. Can we just do that right now? That would be fantastic. Like a set bathroom break through movies. Like, like an old intermission. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have an app. I don't know if the app is still operational, um, right? Uh, and uh They so they used to have an app where it would tell you sort of the low parts of a movie, like stuff where you you won't really miss it. Maybe it's just dialogue or something like that, so you can get up and go to the bathroom, and it'll tell you what's happening while you're gone. If you leave at that point in time in the movie, which yeah, is funny I think
2: enough, you uh, mentioned the Barbie movie, which comes or came around the same time as Oppenheimer. I think it was the, like the second time in history two major competitive movies where you got this really Girly film and this hardcore dude-esque film. Yeah. They're airing around the same time. Funny enough, the other one was The Dark Knight and Mama Mia. <laughs> back now we have uh Barbenheimer, but back then
0: it was the Mama Night. Mama <laughs> night I like it. I like it. That's hysterical. So, Tyler, do you read a lot?
2: I do. I am actually reading um I forget the exact title, but it's Rob Paulson's um, 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 the way he dealt with his throat cancer and uh, his the way he um, his methods in voice acting.
0: Oh, got it. Very cool. So what started you on this voice acting kick? I've been fascinated by it.
2: Um, I don't know if you know this, but you can definitely get a lot more, get away with a lot more with animation than you can get away with with live action, which is why I'm against these live action Disney films. It doesn't matter if it's Little Mermaid, um, doesn't matter if it's Lion King, Beauty and the Beast really doesn't matter. It just doesn't really spark any form of joy to me. Really? like yeah it already did well when it was animated i don't know honestly don't other than money i don't know why they need to exist
0: i think it's because people have fallen in love with those characters and stuff like that it's you know it's kind of why they end up i'm doing sequels to things and like if you look up almost any disney property there's like a little kids version out for the little kid version of rapunzel and her land of Oh, you know, well, yeah. Have you seen see the them. German fairy tales? Oh, of course I, of I have. scary, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah Cinderella's sisters literally cut off their own feet just to fit into the glass slipper. But riddle me this. If the glass slipper fits in exactly Cinderella's feet, how did it fall off to begin with?
1: Oh, if you
0: got sweaty from dancing. You don't get then, sweaty feet when you dance, because I sure do. I soon and get super sweaty feet and it's glass. It's going to slide right off. And follow up. When the slipper have returned back to what it originally was at the
1: stroke of midnight. No, because magic. Magic.
0: You know, you can't, <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of like. You can't
1: logic it. It's, it's you can't logic it no logic. All. It's just, it's just uh, magic.
2: And whereas Tony Stark says, science that is yet to be explained. That's
0: a good yeah. one. Yeah. That is very, very true. Okay, Bo, one more question before the break, my friend. Why children's books?
1: Well, um, I feel like ch- children are really our future.
2: And we know that intellectually. Mm-hmm. But I-, I don't think we know that emotionally. So if we really don't set a good example for our the next generation then we're just gonna not really be good people moving forward uh, like I really do believe we should have books that teach good and valuable lessons like don't always judge on service values like Peter and Cold Christmas is, is doing um, try to get to know somebody before you judge them Maybe there's a method to their madness.
0: No, totally. No, that's very, very, very true. I like it. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with Drinking with Authors. Hey listeners, you know me, Eric Lance. You're just listening to me in the podcast that you have, but guess what? I'm doing something new. Yeah, she's joining me, Mark Muncie, the author of the Eerie Florida book series in Erie Appalachia, and we are hosting a new podcast called Eerie Travels. Woo woo, Eerie Travels, which covers things like ghosts, cryptids, weird stuff, UFOs, men in black, all kinds of fun things that people talk about and I'm sure you've discussed with friends. Yep, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform of choice or find us at travels.com and join in the fun and all the spooky goodness. And of course, Mark, what do we always say? We'll see you on the other side. Okay, we are back. We are back. And let, let's do a little rapid fire questions, Bo. What do you think? Uh, those are my favorite. Let's go. Okay, Tyler, what is your favorite book of all time? Uh, Do trilogies count? Because I really do love Lord of the Rings. Very cool. Why?
2: Well, I did a live show uh, a while back um, with Mark Mancini, part of Mancini Media. Um, The Lord of the Rings really did serve as the uh, pioneer of all modern fantasy, whether you're a fan of Game of Thrones, Narnia, Harry Potter, even though that whole Twitter debacle, regardless of what fantasy genre you follow or the rings really did set the way of all modern fantasy
0: very cool what about your least favorite book of all time i've never really given a thought to a
2: least favorite book honestly i mean there are times where i thought harry potter was overhyped but i think that's because of the whole magic school concept like is it really magic if you're explaining how it's done
1: I,
0: yeah, you know, some people want to know. I
1: mean,
2: yeah. that's kind of like a kosher pork chop. It's like, is it a, wait, is it really kosher? If it's a pork chop, that that just doesn't make sense. It's an oxymoron.
1: Well, yes. It, uh, okay.
0: Well, that's a whole long magic. Reason. It's magic. It's magic. We, we can't explain it. It's magic.
2: But they're doing it
0: yeah that's true okay what about um your favorite book to movies or tv show like where you think they did a really good job
2: they also did a good job with lord of the rings um even if they missed the top with tom bombadil but if what you call it for do all you anime fans out there if they did have a filler part that would be it Because it's like, yeah, he was there, but he really didn't really contribute anything to the overall story. So I guess they skipped him.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, they did. They did. I mean, here's the thing. When you translate anything, especially those books, because those books are huge, into a movie, you also sometimes have to condense characters because there's a lot more exposition you can do in a book than you can do in a movie. So oh, absolutely. a lot of people were not happy about Tom Bombadil not being in it, but I, I get why they chose to not include that.
1: Yeah. It probably would have slowed the plot down and audiences aren't great with that. Yeah. Because it feels like you're like stepping on the brake a little. Exactly.
2: I mean, he only had a chapter appearance, but still. And,
1: and it was the slowest chapter of the whole book.
2: <laughs> I mean the hey the movies themselves won like what seventy Academy Awards so okay yeah I guess we're not that upset about it. What do you think about the Hobbit movies? Are we talking the original Rankin Bass or are we talking the no Peter we're talking Jackson? the new
1: ones the Peter Jackson ones?
2: Honestly, I felt like if we get rid of the elf dwarf romance, the Lake Town politics and the obligatory Orlando Bloom cameo, we could have easily had ourselves a two-parter.
1: Yeah.
2: Because they they also included the Unfinished Tales as part as well as all The Hobbit itself. So it wasn't just The Hobbit.
1: It could have been an hour and a half movie. It didn't need to be three of them. That's a lot of movies. Money. (laughs) Money. Capitalism rules everything.
0: It does. And, you know, Peter Jackson likes to make big, epic, long things. So mm. um, what about your least favorite a book to movie adaptation where you felt like they didn't do the book justice by doing it? The book justice or pretty much anything
2: justice, because there are a lot of. I guess there are a lot of things. I mean, pretty much a lot of the Dr. Seuss. Um, movies, they really didn't do justice like the Jim Carrey one. Mm -hmm. it's like the only thing they really got it's like let's make an entire movie from a few page book like if my book for example I would prefer it be like the original Grinch cartoon than a fully fleshed movie okay because that's all it really needs to be otherwise you're just adding minutiae characters just for the sake of capitalism Mm.
1: that makes sense I I like the Lorax though it was cute yeah, Danny
2: DeVito was a good short, hairy character.
0: <laughs> he he played he played two strings. I was going to say, isn't that normally what he's yeah? <laughs> yeah if, it's not uh, Her- it's- if it's not in Hercules, it's him and Sonny. Yeah, it's true. Okay, what about if you could travel to any world, literary world, where would you want to go, and why? Hmm, that's a very good question.
2: Does that include manga? Because I would kind of like to see how the One Piece world works.
0: Very cool.
2: Very cool. So many, I mean, following that series for over 20 years. And I would still, there are so many questions I would still like
0: to have answered. If you could um, pick anybody, uh, if you could be, sorry, if you could be the hero of any story, which would you be? But you have to live their life. Like, to the end of my life but at the end of if their life. character if you could be that jump in and be a character who would you be but you have to go through well, i just want to make sure i'm over. getting this correctly
2: like say i <laughs> pick somebody from game of thrones do i have to live to the end of
1: their life or do i have to live a long natural uh, when they life? when they die you die it's the end okay
2: Honestly, I want to be Bilbo from The Hobbit. It sounds like he had a long natural life. Mm. He had his adventure, um, took care of uh, his nephew for a while, and he kind of had a little rite of passage
0: thing. Very cool. Okay. Who would be your sidekick then? And they can be from any other universe. I feel like it would be
2: Spock, you know, just to have a nice level-headed character
0: oh that's a good that's a good answer i do enjoy me some spock it's only logical <laughs> very good yeah Bo? if you could
1: be any mythical creature what could you be hmm.
2: probably a raiju from japanese mythology so that way i could be a literal thundercat <laughs>
0: that's very cool very cool Um, What about if you could travel anywhere, where would you want to travel? I honestly don't have respect for time travel
2: because it gets way too complicated. You know, the whole step on a branch and then next thing you know, the earth is ruled by apes or something. But it would be, but hypothetically speaking, it would be nice to see like the 70s. It's like, there's just enough technology.
1: But
0: but where? No, you could travel anywhere in the world. Oh, anywhere. I thought you said
2: anywhere.
0: Oh, I thought you said time travel. No, no. Time travel is probably a bad idea. Okay.
2: Anyway, um, well, I am going to New Orleans, and that was one of my places. Okay. So I would like to say San Diego Comic-Con, but the other few places I'd like to travel would be New Orleans to see where they felt. Uh the Lord of the Rings. And I would also say Japan, because I am a fan of manga and anime. Very cool. What's your favorite manga? Uh One Piece. I've been following that for over 20 years.
0: Wow. What about your favorite anime?
2: Also One Piece, following that for over <laughs> 20 years.
0: <laughs> very, very
2: cool. Um yeah, back when Four Kids was dubbing it and freaking rice cakes were sorry, rice balls were jelly donuts and Sanji was smoking lollipops and they couldn't have guns because it was four kids.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, um, Bo. If you were on a desert island, what book would you take
1: with you? Hmm. Life
2: of Pi, because I want to see how he dealt with it. Hmm. That's a good book. It is, and a very successful adaptation.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, uh, what about what is a favorite weird food combination that you like to eat that maybe people go, gosh, that's really weird?
1: Honestly, uh, you, know, um, this is a really
2: really uh, interesting sauce. Um, how familiar are y'all with Cajun food?
0: Pretty pretty familiar.
2: I pretty much use
0: remulate sauce for everything. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Um, what about your favorite ice cream flavor?
2: Like if I'm going to go to an ice cream truck or just like, if I'm going to go to the freezer section of a ShopRite or something. You Either. Tell me. All right. Cause if it's, if I'm going to a freezer section of ShopRite, I'm going to give me that Snickers ice cream. But if I'm going to an ice cream truck, I'm going to get me a creamsicle.
1: Oh,
0: I like it. I like both of Who's all? your
1: favorite author of all time? Living or dead?
2: Doesn't matter. Dead would be Tolkien, living would be Ichira Oda. What's your least favorite author? The guy that did Game of Thrones. I feel like there's way too much sex and death it's like okay you're trying to be the weird low child of lord of the rings and shakespeare (laughs) but why
0: yeah no i could see that um do you cosplay i do what's your favorite cosplay cosplay isn't i would like to cosplay or cosplay that that you've done what is your favorite one that you've done
2: um queen from one piece because i'm trying to go for more body positive cosplayers and i don't know if you've been to a convention but they can get very hot and his outfit breathes very nicely
0: very cool yeah no i do cosplay i understand completely who you cosplay as i've done quite a few so i've done lestat from interview with a vampire and i've done winifred from um uh Oh my goodness, I just lost focus. The focus. focus focus. I've done the queen uh, of hearts. Oh remind me, is that the red haired one? Yep. Yep. I've done uh, the Queen of Hearts. I've done um uh, the Withered Lover from 13 Ghosts. I've done the Tooth Fairy, very demonic. I've yeah, I've cosplayed a tremendous amount. That closet right there is full of cosplay costumes behind me. <laughs> I nice. oh, bow that you open it and it's like the closet from 27 dresses where everything just comes flying out. It <laughs> <flies> out. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what, when you're writing, most of us, like our editors go, Hey, you need to stop doing this. What do you find that is one of your hardest things while you're writing?
2: What do you mean by what well, my hardest things I'm Like writing.
0: as a writer, what do you have difficulty with?
2: Staying on track a lot of the times, that's my biggest fear because like there was a big bang episode I saw out recently where they were trying to come up with an idea, but then they got off onto a tangent you remember that episode?
1: Mhm That's my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. and especially when you're writing a children's book, you have to be succinct because you don't have that many pages to work with,
0: exactly. Or that many words you know yeah. I need that many words yeah do you find it difficult to um keep your vocabulary where it needs to be for a children's book
2: if I didn't have my niece no but now that mm-hmm. I do yes it's uh easier to have someone her age to speak to
1: mm-hmm. very cool very is cool. your little test subject for, for your book
2: my Don't like to think of her that way, but I'm not going to say no to that answer either.
0: I like it. Okay, so what's coming after the hyena, Regina, the hyena
2: book? I haven't given any much thought to that. I guess I would have to give thought to some of the issues I've had growing up, whether it's just communication itself or I'm trying to adult as somebody with ASD. Or I guess just trying to make friends and having all these uh, social disorders.
1: Mm-hmm. Just no, I good. think a lot of a lot of kids can relate to like having difficulty making friends, except especially if they have to like go to a new school or um, you know joining a new class or I think that's a universal thing, which is nice so that you can reach a bigger audience.
2: Right. Uh, Like, I personally believe that a lot of the best stories are told with non-human characters, like Mm -hmm. Animal Farm would be a great example of that. And I hate that I'm bringing an allegoric communist book into this, but it has tested the stand of time through it.
1: If you could do an animal that's not a hyena, what animal would be in your next book? Hmm
2: like i said it would have to be allegoric so i guess it would really have to be something that has difficulty being a social creature like i don't know maybe a tiger because tigers are typically solitary animals
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's like a tiger that winds up in a uh what you call called a captivity program and he winds up with a whole bunch of lions but he doesn't know how to make friends with
0: them that's cute. a great story. I think that's a great story. Okay, final question before the break. I mean, before the end, and then you're going to be able to shamelessly promote yourself. Um, For sure. What is your favorite uh, genre to read when it comes to novels? When it comes to novels? Yeah. You know, I would
2: say comedy, but the problem I find with comedy is that it's such a vague genre like I personally enjoy South Park because it has no problem tackling everything but I know a lot of people that don't think South Park is funny they just think it's offensive but I've always enjoyed fantasy and adventure
0: very cool very cool well Tyler it was wonderful having you on the show today it was nice being here very cool okay shameless self-promotion where can people find you in social media and your shows and your books
2: um well i am on facebook i am on instagram unfortunately my book was pulled for not doing so well but if you would like a copy i um, feel free to reach out to me uh through my social media pages i am also on linkedin uh, my podcast is geek talk with tyler uh if you would like to Here, the audio version of my book, uh, which I read with Ken Weisselman, who you you may recognize his works of Thomas the Tank Engine and the Teletubbies, as well as my other reoccurring associate, Marlene Sharp. We read that book um, in our very first Christmas episode. Um, I also have a Facebook account called The Sandwich Soul. Many of my... uh, episodes over there and i stay tuned for our upcoming series the undateable x-men where all the x-men right like nightcrawler uh wolverine colossus etc are portrayed in a more geeky matter but until then stay tuned from your friendly neighborhood tyler man
0: awesome tyler thank you so much for being here
2: thank you so much for having me
0: Absolutely. Okay, everyone. This has been Drinking with Authors. Do not forget to like, subscribe, review, leave comments. We'd love to hear what you think. I've been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host has been the amazing Bo Lake. Our guest has been Tyler Brooke, and we will see you next time.